This isn't just a review. We're going beyond that. With your hosts, Dallin and Kyler, we're here to share the moments, magic, and memories that make films so special. Many focus only on what there is to hate, but if you look a little deeper, there's so much more to love. We hope the time we've taken brings just a little bit more joy into the movies that you watch and the world around them. I will say no. I'm putting you in a bit of box here, aren't you? I mean, I have two. Well, technically three, but two. Well, <laughs> see, I don't even know if I could say. I was gonna say I have a favorite sibling, but I feel like that's kind of mean. Yeah. Because one yeah. of my siblings is here with us today. He knows he's the favorite. Well, <laughs> yeah. all I have to say is, I know I'm the favorite child. They bought me two houses. Yeah. <laughs> how do you but feel, anyway, how do you feel about that? Uh, they ever bought me a house? <laughs> yeah, well, you lived in one of them. So, I mean, I guess it kind of <clears throat> technically, I was on the uh, the uh, what, do you, what do you call it? The mortgage, the deed, the, the mortgage. What, I yeah. don't even know. Something like it was under mine and my dad's name, but like a bunch of us lived there. Yeah. You lived there too. I did. We live all there. lived there. There was like eight people in that house. Turns out that's where I met Derek, <laughs> your brother. <laughs> yeah. So. We're, we're here today with my brother, Derek. Yep. He it, brought a movie for us to watch. And we're doing a little bit something different. It might sound a little different. I'm not sure how different it'll sound. Because we're not in the, the normal setup configuration. Because he wanted to try something unique for the start of this episode. Which is, uh, we're watching a movie, um, which we'll introduce in just a second. But no, neither of us have seen it. Neither no. Kyler or I have seen it. Or really know anything about it. And so Derek said, let's record a little spiel before to get our impressions about what we think is about to happen. <laughs> so we haven't watched it yet. We're about to watch it after we record this, and then we'll come back and get into the actual episode. Yeah. But let's let's go ahead and introduce it first, and then we'll say what we think is going to happen. All right, Derek, what movie are we watching? It's called John Dies at the End. Yes. John Dies at the End came out in... 2012, according to IMDb, it, it premiered at Sundance that, and then yeah. came out 2013 later. But it stars Chase Williamson, Rob Mays, Paul Giamatti, and Clancy Brown, and it's directed by Don Coscarelli. Cos- That's how I would pronounce yeah. that. Um, and oh, oh, oh and I, I don't know if I said it. it is rated R, but yeah. And for those of you who haven't seen it, like Kyler and I currently, um, the the little IMDb synopsis is. Uh, It's a drug that promises an out-of-body experience with each hit. On the streets, they call it soy sauce, and users drift across time and dimensions. But some who come back are no longer human. Suddenly, a silent otherworldly invasion is underway, and mankind needs a hero. What it gets instead is John and David, a pair of college dropouts who can barely hold down jobs. Can these two stop the oncoming horror in time to save humanity? No. No, they can't. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I don't really know what to expect from this. Yeah. You know, like, I'll, I'll, I'll be completely honest. Like, when I heard that we were going to do this one, I looked it up and was like, this probably isn't a movie I would normally pick for myself. But. <laughs> it sounds very odd. Like, to be fair, that thing that I just read is the most information I've gotten about this movie. Right. Uh, you asked me the other day, Derek, you're like, like what do you think happens? You know, I and, actually wanted to ask both of you right yeah. now is, do you think John dies at the end, or are they just trying to throw you off? Um, I mean, it's in the title. It's right there. <laughs> so it's on the... It's right on the, the front of the, the movie, right on the box. I mean, that is a, a kind of funny thing. Like, if he does die at the end, just to have it in the title, like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> See, because there there is that part of me that's like, oh, but they could be like throwing us for a loop. But then I feel like the the comedy there, the irony of just being like, they'll expect that, so he is just gonna die at the end, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting, and I I really don't know what to expect, especially since so this guy who directed this also directed Phantasm. I don't know if you ever saw that. I don't think I've ever even heard of that. That is TK, who has been on this uh, podcast before. That is one of his favorite movies. Hmm. It's about like yeah. a floating orb that kills people. Sounds pretty metal. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, it is metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, I don't know what to expect. It sounds like it's going to be at least interesting. <laughs> it's It sounds like it's kind of a trip, but like... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, probably intentionally. Yeah, it's right. about the soy sauce. But yeah. I mean, I like a couple... I don't know the two main actors, that, uh, but like I know Paul Giamatti and Clancy Brown, mm-hmm. and I like both of them. So, yeah, it's, it, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, just seeing... We got it pulled up on Hulu here, and it describes it as this weird and wild horror comedy. So... I I suppose we'll find out, and you guys will find out in just a second, because we're going to cut to it, but we got to watch the whole movie. Yeah. So let's go do that, and then we'll be right back. So we're back. We are back. For everyone else, it was like a matter of mere moments, perhaps <laughs> even just seconds. For us, it was, what, almost two hours? Yep. Yeah. And, you know, that was something. <laughs> that was that was yeah i i mean I, I i really didn't know what to expect i guess and it was interesting that's for sure yeah we we were just talking about it for a little bit and it's a very odd package i think i will say first of all like the whole movie is just just strange mm-hmm. and that seems like it's kind of the point and, like, for me, it's it's kind of fascinating because there's a lot of, like, really interesting things in it that I could pick out from different parts. And, like, there's this one sequence in the middle where I was like, wow, this is, like, touching on some really, like, deep, crazy stuff. And then it just, like, continues to be absurd. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was it uh, when, we, when Derek first got here, he was talking about uh, embracing the... Embracing the absurd. Yeah, yeah. Embracing the absurd, and I think that movie really, really stays true to that because, the, like you said, there's a lot of these themes and ideas in it, but it's in this weird, strange package. Yeah, and they're not afraid. Like they know when they made this movie, they're like, "Yeah, it's weird." <laughs> this yeah, is- some of my favorite things is when a movie's not afraid to just say, "Yeah, it's weird." We're not trying to take ourselves too seriously. We're just going for it. Well, and then that's the thing too is you can have movies that you know they're like why not be weird why not you know mm-hmm. life is weird you know like 
I mentioned to you, Derek, when you first came here about like everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. I know neither of you have seen it yet, but that is a very weird movie, and yet it is very successful, inte- successful and intelligent and like very poignant movie. Yeah, and just, so like just because something is weird or strange doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think like my biggest takeaway w- with this part of it is just like. This movie came from the uh, Sundance Film Festival, mm-hmm. and the whole point of that thing is to be like, hey, not everyone has all this money to advertise their movie. Or even to make their or movie. Or to make their movie, or to find somebody to like to produce it, and so it's like, let's see what everyone can make, even if it's like really, really strange, or like really short, or just something that's really odd. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, I don't think this was, it, I th- it might have been from another film festival, but there's a movie that recently came out called Skinamarink. Never it heard is, of it. It is a horror movie, or I guess like it's sort of like existential horror, and it's really really weird because the whole movie takes place in a house that's almost pitch black, and it's really like like they, it's like they put a camera on the ground and it's like tilted. And it's just looking at, like, the corner of a room that's barely illuminated. And it's just, like, it's supposed to be super freaky. Yeah. Because there's, like, there's these kids in the house and there's, like, a demon or something else in there with them. I don't know the whole story uh, or, like, what takes place in the movie. But, like, it's just really weird. And it wouldn't really be that successful in the mainstream. And so it's cool when we can get, you know, different festivals or, like, groups of people who make strange movies... To be able to like experiment and do something weird, and yeah. just try something that might not make the work. movie they want to make, you know, like yeah. well, and that's one thing I know you talked about it a little bit already, Derek. But like, we always want to ask the people we bring on here, like, why did you bring this movie to us? Like, what does it mean to yeah. you? Because like, because I've been talking to you for a I originally bit read about it, the book yeah. and the sequel to that book, and uh, found out there was a movie later. And I feel like uh, the movie's not as good as the book, but I still enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. I just like to to see them just go for it, you know? Right. It's like, they're, they know it's weird, and they're just saying, hey, if you like it, then you like it. If you don't, you you know, don't we're really? just doing what we're going to do. Right. I mean, that's that's a mentality that I've had quite a few times. Like, I'm, I mean, Kyler and I will sometimes just be, like, talking and we'll, like, throw out an idea. We're like, ah, someday when we're, when we're rich and famous, we'll make a movie. <laughs> and, and I was just like, you know, someday I want to do this thing and I just want to do it because. And, like, I don't care what anybody thinks about it. I just want to do it. Right. And, like, that's, interestingly, kind of similar to, like, the things we talked about with School of Rock. Where yeah. it's kind of like the, the punk rock and roll attitude where it's just like, I want to do what I want to do and I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. Well, and it's not I quite the same. I, I also thought of things like you know, in other aspects of movie is we talk. We've talked a lot about you know, like the overkill is underrated type of thing. Mm-hmm. Overkill is another thing in movies that people are sometimes like, oh, there's too much explosions. There's too much this that. You know, it, it's not the, quite the same as weird, but it's like they're doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to make this crazy fun action movie, and just like these people wanted to make this crazy weird horror comedy. Yeah, it's sort of existential horror still. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it's asking a bunch of philosophical questions. Like, yeah, that's another thing I liked about it is is has these 
high-minded moments, and then this just mindless violence at times, and it's just like, it's a it's a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I I mean, I'm really gonna, I, I really implore you both to watch Everything Everywhere at All at Once, because I, it, I really want to. It, yeah. it, it is, it takes some of these similar ideas that this movie has, where it's like, just the absurdity of things, but with mm-hmm. also these poignant questions and things, like, there's a moment in Everything Everywhere All, all at Once where you go into it, because part of that movie is like alternate universes. Yeah. And you go into a universe where everybody has hot dogs for fingers. Huh. Like, it, it, it's just, <laughs> it, that's just what it is. You know, it, it's it really interesting. There was the meat monster at the beginning. Yeah. Like, in this He movie. had hot dogs for fingers. <laughs> yeah. Well, then there's another one in Everything Everywhere All at Once where everyone are just rocks. Everyone are rocks. And they don't even, like, in the movie, they don't talk. It's just subtitles. <laughs> yeah, and, I need to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, and and so yeah, it's it's really fun when you can just get these creators who are like, you know what, like like Derek said, some people may not like it, but some people will, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, you know. And we're gonna make this movie that we want to, and that's one thing that watching this movie, it seemed like the actors mm-hmm. and people who were making it had a good time, mm-hmm. you know, because like the main guy, I for, I forget the actor's name because I haven't really seen him in a lot of other yeah. things, but uh, I don't really recognize him either. Uh, the guy who plays Dave, right? Yeah, he. <laughs> Just has this really like confused and like out of there. Like he looks high the whole time, which I mean, it's kind I mean, of the point is for you know, most of it, but... which is kind of the point. But like he's just so out of it and looks like he does a convincing job of being this like weird, you know, like I don't quite know what's going on, but <laughs> yeah. So one thing I kind of wish this movie did a little bit more of is. I... <laughs> The, the the thing that came to my brain was just make more sense, but <laughs> I've realized the irony in saying that. Yeah. Um. Because there's like a lot of stuff that happens. Like there's the weird brain spiders mm-hmm. that you can't see when you're looking directly at them. Well, yeah, that was an, it, there. yeah, that was an interesting uh, like concept too, where it's like if you're looking directly at them, you can't see them. You have to look at from your per- peripheral. Yeah, it's it's kind of playing off that idea where sometimes you think you'll see something in the corner of your eye, and as soon as you look over there, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "What is that?" And like that could be a whole movie in and of itself. I'm sure there have been. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I heard uh, Derek. I heard you talking about the second book in this series. What what is it called? It's... The second book is called "This Book Is Full of Spiders." Seriously, don't even touch it. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's still that absurd, you know, thing with like the the, and it has to do with like, I assume the mind spiders and stuff, you know, like. Yeah. yeah, I think that actually might have been from the second book, but they kind of just incorporated things from both books into this movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's like there's the parallel dimension mm-hmm. with like the the weird biological mechanical evolution kind of stuff. Yeah, the like nudist colony or what did they say? It they was weird. They like they, took off the robes to like. They just wanted to welcome John and Dave. Yeah. And they they thought that them being in the nude would be the most comfortable way for them to. <laughs> like, very strange. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and that is one thing. If you're going to watch this movie, this is like it has nudity, like like Derek said, like some absurd violence, you know, at points. Yeah. There's gore. There's language. Like yeah. there's there's stuff in it. <laughs> yeah, but it's it makes you think about some of these things, like just like with a lot of these concepts and things about like multiverse and i mean here's another thing i have to think about like i think because i gotta be totally honest like this movie is pretty confusing Mm -hmm. and like i don't know if i'd ever watch it again yeah 
I'm I'm glad like I got to watch it with you and and see like this it, we now we get to talk about it now. But what I'm what I'm saying here is I kind of have to like check myself a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm I'm feeling like a little bit of reservation. I'm like this is kind of strange. Right. But at the same time, like I I, I ask Allie, my main mode of like consuming media is YouTube. Mm-hmm. And there is some wild stuff on YouTube. Yeah. And like not even necessarily creepy or weird or like it's trying to be like scary or something like that. It's just like weird whatever comes out of someone's head. Mm-hmm. Like something I've always said is is why are like animated videos always so strange? And my thought the the, the conclusion I've always come to is animators can make it themselves. They can just draw things. Mm-hmm. And everyone is thinking weird stuff all the time. So the animator just has the ability to put it into a video. Right. And so, like, I'll just watch weird stuff like this all the time for entertainment. Just, like, it, for no... And sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's just odd. And sometimes, like, it, it is asking these weird questions. Like, is time nonlinear? Like, how would that work if it wasn't? And, like, one thing I was saying before we started watching this is, like, uh, I was seeing ideas that I've seen in many other movies that are, like, widely acclaimed and, like, very successful movies. And I'm like, these are really interesting ideas still. Like, when when they're on the, the sauce, the soy sauce, yeah. they can experience time non-linearly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Arrival did that. That movie is fantastic. Like, that's a really cool concept. And then... Well, yeah, and it's, like, not to keep bringing up everything everywhere all at once, but it has those similar type of things where, like, in that movie... How they hop. So what they do is they don't necessarily hop between universes. Mm-hmm. They have these headsets that they put in and they uh, get a specific instruction of, of a certain weird thing that they have to do to get these powers from a alternate universe self of theirs. Like, if they were like, okay, I want to know Kung Fu, there's an alternate me that knows Kung Fu, yeah. but I got to do this weird thing. Like, one of the things that Ki Hui Kwan, one of the char- one of the actors in that movie, has to do is he has to specifically give himself a paper cut in between his thumb and his and his finger, mm. and he has to he has to do that, and then he gets, and then you see, like, the headset light up, and he gets that power. Huh. And so it's this weird, like, sit- situation stuff that I see playing in this movie that is just... It, 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 it's interesting to see, like, you know, I don't know if it's the way that Everything Everywhere All at Once was handled, you know, had a little bit more budget or whatever or all that stuff, but although it really didn't, like, the VFX people in Everything Everywhere All at Once, it was like nine people, but still, it, it's just interesting to see why that one got so acclaimed and yeah. other ones well, like and this. It's, the multiverse stuff is things we've seen in quite a bit recently, like yeah. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We're going to see it in the new uh, Flash movie coming up. Yeah, yeah. then there's like also things like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Like, we've seen that stuff in a lot of very successful movies and it's like, where they are embracing absurd things, like uh, Peter Porker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and um, Spider-Man Noir, they're, I mean... They're both very strange versions of Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean the the like manga version of her uh, of, of Spider-Man. The, like, I don't she, remember her name actually. Uh, yeah, but uh, isn't it Penny Parker? Yeah, Penny Parker. And yep. then she has the big old robot, Spider Robot. Yeah, but yeah, they're like in in one of the sequences in Multiverse of Madness, they're going through the multiverse, and in one of them, or when they come out, 
uh, Doctor Strange was like, in one of those, were we paint? <laughs> and she was, she was like, yeah, you don't want to get stuck there. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's hard to find food there. Yeah. So you you have all these, it's kind of funny seeing in like recent times how that kind of like weird stuff is becoming more accepted. Yeah. Because this came out in like 2012, 2013. Yeah. Back in the time where like maybe a movie like if everything everywhere all at once came out back then, it may not have been as received yeah, as as greatly as it is now, and and so like it's interesting that we see movies like this that have kind of paved the way for things like Everything Everywhere All yeah. at Once, and so yeah, I just it's a very fascinating choice that I'm I'm kind of glad that we're talking about like, well yeah that that's that's one thing we've always kind of talked about or brought up I guess because I I don't want to say talked about too many times in a row, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um like. This this podcast isn't just about movies we like. I mean, that's what we say it is. But it's also about the fact that we like cinema and yeah. in general. We like film. We like the medium. And so it's not just about the movie itself. Mm-hmm. It's about more than that, too. So I'm just interested what else we like really enjoyed about this movie. Yeah, especially you, Derek, since you're the one yeah. who brought this to us. One thing I noticed, uh, I've seen this movie a few times, but this time I specifically noticed when um, Dave goes to the police station and the detective is asking him questions, he's on the soy sauce so he can see what the detective's about to ask ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had the thought that all movies are like this. They right. know how the movie begins in the middle and the end, and everything is already decided ahead of time, but this is a movie where they actually just, that's part of the story, is him being able to see what's about to happen before it happens. It, it, it's kind of meta. You know, it's not quite, you know, like Deadpool fourth wall breaking, mm-hmm. but like, it's, yeah. it's similar to the point where it's like, like Derek said, every movie has that. Like, you most movie scripts too you can look up online like yeah like and, so if you've never seen a movie before you could be like okay what do they say next you know like, and even to some extent we as an audience just know what's going to happen yeah like i i think it it happens perhaps once or twice in every movie where we're a little bit surprised but for the most part you can expect what like what could happen well and that's the thing too with like people like myself and you and like yeah we watch a lot of movies mm-hmm. and so like there are times where like i will quote unquote predict something mm-hmm. and like someone will be like how did you know that i'm like i i've just seen a lot like the first thing that comes to mind is i remember seeing zootopia for, uh-huh. uh with uh saw it with a few friends with uh I think TK, Mikey, a few others were there. But I was sitting next to Mikey. And, like, no joke, 10 minutes into the movie, I was like, hey, this is spoilers for Zootopia. I was, I was <laughs> the, like... The brand new hit film, Zootopia. <laughs> but I was like, the lamb is going to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And Mikey's like, no way, dude. No way. And I was like, she is. And, and at the very end, <laughs> she's the bad guy. And Mikey's like, how did you call that? I'm like, I don't know, man. I've seen a lot of movies. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, even though um, he is experiencing this, and, like, he, he talks to himself a lot, like, and it's his inner monologue. Yeah. But I think that that's also partially part of, like, the meta-ness of the film is, like, 
he as a character is experiencing his inner monologue mm-hmm. at the same time because it, there's it's similar to like you know I know you personally haven't read a lot of comic books Dallin I don't know about you Derek if you've read a few but like a lot of the times in comic books like the character like the superhero has a monologue like it's usually like if it's Spider-Man it's a little red box mm-hmm. where he's talking and sometimes it has like his logo there you know so you know that's Spider-Man talking yeah and he's narrating his like inner thoughts yeah and like it even mentions that like you brought up Spider-Verse in Spider-Verse when he starts getting his powers he does a little meta thing where he's like why are my thoughts so loud now like yeah. because he's <laughs> he has that inner monologue because he is the main character now yeah and so D- Dave was experiencing that Dave kind of had a similar thing once he got on the drugs he had those heightened abilities and he was able to hear himself and be and hear other people and have that kind of shock to his system. And like, I said it earlier where I was like, I kind of wish this movie explained itself a little bit more. Right. But at the same time, I'm kind of like glad it didn't. Because like I was saying, I understand the irony of saying that where it's just, the movie is supposed to be all over the place. Like it's, it's designed that way. It's put together that way. Like, we have the weird brain spiders. We have the weird meat monster. We have ghosts. We have, like, mm-hmm. spectral dimensional doors and portals and weird slug things that we don't... I don't know what they do. Yeah. <laughs> it it kind of bites him, and then there's one... Like, there's a couple times where he, like, finds them, and he's got to squish them, and, like... Uh, then there's the, the weird, like, fungus, like, bug things that oh, yeah. infest people, and mm-hmm. then use their body to, like, multiply and then continue infesting other people. There's and a lot that goes on, you know? And like there's you, a lot, yeah. <laughs> like you said, it, it it maybe would have been, like... I'm, I'm trying to put it into words, but I think in another movie it would have benefited to explain it more. Yeah. But I think it, it was kind of the point for them to be like, we kind of want the audience to be just... Confused. and confused, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so... So I'm curious how much this might play into this, Derek. Because you and I, obviously, we're brothers. I've mm-hmm. known him for a little while. I didn't meet him this morning. <laughs> um, and in our history, there's been a lot of times where you and I have sort of just, like, talked about our ideas. Yeah. And and just, like, thought of, like, weird scenarios and, like, different worlds and, and stuff like that. Like, it, does any of that sort of stuff play into your enjoyment of this movie? I think so, yeah. Sort of the, the like, absurdness of it all. and Yeah, I feel like uh, with a lot of movies, they just take themselves too seriously. And mm-hmm. I kind of get bored of that. So I like to find uh, books and movies and even video games that just say, we're just going to be weird and, and find something strange to to be about. You know? Yeah. Well, I think that's where... Uh... A lot of things benefit from is like you said there can be some movies that just take themselves way too especially when they're trying to be like i don't want to have a hot take here but i don't really like the joker movie and i think it a part of it is because i'm like you're taking this silly comic book care i'm not saying that comics can't have serious things and serious i mean we've themes talked like we've talked we've talked movies. about it a lot i just feel like in my opinion that movie was like, we're going to take this silly character and make him real or make him dark and gritty and blah. And I'm like, you know, it's fine if you like that movie. It's great. But in my opinion, I'm like, you got to embrace the weirdness. Yeah. They didn't have any of the weirdness of Joker. 
he's a guy who dresses up like a clown mm-hmm. and has laughing gas that kills people. You know, like so. So are you saying? That you like Jared Leto's Joker better? No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, like, if we're comparing Jokers, Heath Ledger is, you know, he's more of a quote-unquote serious take. Yeah, but he still has that weirdness to well, him. Well, I think most modern Jokers have that that yeah. aspect. They are serious, like they do kill people. And yeah, Joker no, is and a, a villain. He's a bad, bad. He's bad a person. bad man, and that's that's one thing you got to get through. But he's still a comic book character. Yeah, and and here's another thing. Um, I I'm pretty certain I brought this up in our it mm-hmm. episode, and I might have brought it up a couple other times, but I think it's also relevant here with the Joker. The Joker is a villain. He's yeah. supposed to be scary. He's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Things become less scary when you explain them. Yeah, and so explaining his origin takes away from him as a character, mm-hmm. I, and that might not be true all of the time. But yeah, and that's another thing like, I want to I want to stress too is I personally do not care for the Joker film. I respect other people who do, you know, yeah. like like and I've heard many people be like that movie is like it's hard to watch but it's really good. Yeah, that's the and I think that's the thing I've heard the most. I'm about. actually looking forward to the sequel because well because it seems to maybe embrace more of the weirdness. Like they said that the sequel is probably going to be a musical. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that I can get behind. Here's another thing. <laughs> uh, I actually, this is on my brain because I just was listening to it and made a post about it the other day. Our suicide, the Suicide Squad. Yes. Where the second one succeeded when the first one failed. Because the first one took itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the crux of it. Is it was trying to be like too gritty. And in too real world and like too, it just it took itself too seriously. Yeah, we're, and the second one embraced things like Weasel as much as I hate him, and and, <laughs> and like King Shark, you know. Like, yeah, King Shark, and actually was able to give him a really compelling. Like it wasn't a super deep. Well, and arc, we, we've, but it we've was, talked it was about this a few. Like we talked about this Logan Lucky and Suicide Squad and a few other things. But characters can still feel real within their world, within their own context. Mm-hmm. And that's an important thing to be able to get. Like, uh, there there was no point in this movie where I was taken out of it because of David or John. Yeah. Because of, like, who they were as characters. It was fully believable in the setup that they gave us in this movie. Yeah, yeah nothing was so far beyond what you... Like, the, what they set up made it so that anything else that happened made sense for their yes. world mm-hmm. because it's all possible it's yeah. pretty much the point like but because it is crazy well uh, yeah and that that's the thing too is like just having things like you know with the meat monster both dave and john didn't like really freak out that much they were just kind of like huh all right and that kind of made me believe it more you know like yeah like instead of them being oh you know free <laughs> and i mean that's that's also reinforced by how David just kind of carries himself to in the beginning of the movie because yeah. he's sleeping. Uh, John wakes him up on the phone and it's still the same weird phone calls yeah. that he's been getting. And and we assume, like, we know there's some more going on because we've just been introduced to these characters and they're already doing things we don't know why. But it's like him and John and then they go over to his house and then he's like, He's grabbing, like, a crossbow and, like, gun and a bat and, like, a couple other things. And we're like, okay, so something crazy is about to happen. They're about to, like, 
get in a fight or or go like blow something up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, talk to the girl, and, and it's just like you can see. I think you've used the what's the word you always use when we talk about like repertoire, camaraderie kind of thing. Oh yeah, uh, uh, the. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But, like I can't, I can't think. You of always, that. there's always one word you pick out, and I was like, rapport. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The, between the two of them, like we can tell that they're they're buddies, and then, uh, like we can also in the conversation we can tell that they're dealing with something like supernatural to some extent, mm-hmm. because she's talking about like, oh, I need help with my boyfriend. My boyfriend's been dead for. Uh, two weeks two months two months months? yeah and so like okay we're dealing with some ghosts and he also he started with a crossbow and a bunch of these weird items and so we're like okay we're gonna go kill a ghost they go into this weird abandoned house and then she gets left behind and then they go in the basement and there's some more weird stuff going on and there's like a meat locker (laughs) and then she appears behind them and like okay so she's the ghost and then she turns into snakes. <laughs> yeah. And then the meat comes out of the freezer and becomes a giant meat man. And we're just like, what the heck is happening? And so, like, I was really confused. But that's what we start with. <laughs> yes. Well, I think, uh, sorry if I'm going off on another uh, thing, but, like, just kind of back on, like, why this kind of stuff it works and, like, why it's been more accepted lately. I think it's another thing is, like, you know, along with not taking yourself too seriously, is not really necessarily like the. You know, I've seen movies where characters point out the weird, like, "Oh, that's weird." That's you know, like they they focus on it. Mm-hmm. But when you have stuff like this, they just kind of they're like, "Oh, shoot, that's something like like these characters have experienced things like that before." So yeah, you know, it, it, I think it helps with the audience to be like, "Oh, okay." And that was kind of what I was. I, I think I got a little lost in it, but that was kind of what I was trying to get at. Is yeah. like. I, I'm not so confused or I'm not so like pulled out of it because they are just responding to it with like their nonchalant. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm like, okay, this is something they've just dealt with. So I'm accepting that we're in a very odd place. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's all I have to think about is like, okay, I now know the setting we're in more than just like what the heck is going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and- also, this conversation that we've been having, not to say that, like, things that do take themselves very seriously can't work, you know? like Oh, yeah. Yeah, you that's know, that's, I mean, you got things like Schindler's List and Shawshank Redemption and stuff like that that are very serious, real movies that, yeah. mm-hmm. but, like, at the same time, I don't think in those situations they're, like... Steven Spielberg making Schindler's List, he's, tell, he's set out to tell that story tell the history behind it. Yeah. He's not setting out to create something dark. Yeah. It's just so happens that that story is dark and painful to watch a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you see some of these movies like I don't want to keep ragging on Suicide Squad because there are people I know out there who enjoy the first Suicide Squad yeah. and stuff like that. So I don't want to like make anybody feel bad or anything, but like the reason that didn't work for me is because it felt like they were trying to be serious trying to be dark trying to force it yeah and that's the thing too is like uh you know one of my favorite things is star wars here another tick on the box you know like (laughs) uh, if you got your star wars counter going there's there's another one (laughs) but like recently there's been some discourse with like you know some of the star wars fans can be kind of toxic 
And there's some out there saying that Andor is what Star Wars should be. What Star Wars, you know, like, it's serious, it's mm-hmm. darker, it's gritty. And, and that Mandalorian can have some silly moments. And I'm like, well, but Star Wars is silly. You have that silly moment. It started that way. Yeah, and like Andor works. It continues that way. Yeah, <laughs> and Andor works, and yeah, it doesn't have quite as many silly moments, but it still has that. And like I said, I don't think they were setting out to be like, we're going to make this dark and gritty Star Wars because that's what it should be. And anybody who makes a movie like that, like like I said, these like heavily acclaimed, like seri- quote-unquote serious movies that people are, you know, like Godfather, Shawshank, all that stuff... I don't think they set out to make a movie that was dark or gritty. They set out to tell a story. Yeah. Like everybody else. Yeah. Everybody else just who, like, if you are a filmmaker who loves what you do, all you want to do is tell a story. And I think these people, like, even though it was confusing a little bit. It's a weird story. Yeah, it's a weird story. (laughs) Yeah. But they told what they wanted to tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, I would assume that the writer-director... I don't remember his name because yeah. that's not my superpower. But <laughs> um, I, I assume it would be probably similar to you, Derek, where he read the book and was like, "I liked that book." So I'm yeah, I don't even know who did the writing, uh, but the the author of the original book was actually David Wong. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did see that. And then David Wong is the name of the character. Yeah, he's like he just decided that his character's name was his own name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, I, I assume he probably read the book and was like, I like that book. It was a fun book. And, and like, that, that's another thing that kind of, like... I feel, I feel like this is the kind of thing where somebody enjoyed the book, so they decided to make a movie about it. And they don't expect to make a lot of money, and they probably didn't in, in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things. Because it's probably not that popular, but I enjoyed it for what it was. And so, yeah, the people involved in this, I feel like, were pretty passionate about just making it to be the best it could be with the budget they had. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They, you know, like Dallin said, they liked the book, They're and they're like, we want to make this movie, no matter if it does good or if it doesn't. You know, it was premiered at Sundance, and there's a lot of great, uh, critically acclaimed movies that come from Sundance, yeah. but also there's a lot of ones that fly under the radar. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things. And, like, maybe they, they, they made this movie just so they could, like, get themselves out there. Mm-hmm. That... That's a perfectly valid reason to well, make a movie. So yeah, and I mean, I know this director's done a few things before. Like uh, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned, to you the Phantasm, it, like uh, early in the episode before we watched it. It's about the metal ball that like kills people. Mm-hmm. It's one of TK's favorite movies. It's an older horror film that is just bizarre. Yeah, and so he's just this guy who knows what he likes to make bizarre films, and he's like, and I'm going to keep making them. And like. I might not be, I kind of alluded to this before, I think, but um, like with the things I watch on YouTube, I yeah. see, this actually brings me to another thought as I get distracted in the middle of my tangent. Freddie Wong's brother. Yes. Uh, Jimmy Wong. Jimmy Wong is in this movie. And the reason why that's relevant is because Freddie Wong is one of those people who makes those really weird videos on YouTube that I watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, like him and Corridor Digital in the early days were making these weird, VF, like they could do VFX and so they did weird things. And I, I, uh, I'm pretty certain that there's a video that was on Rocket Jump, which is Freddie Wong's channel, where it's supposed to be a spoof of the old 70s cartoons. Or oh, not, yeah. not cartoons, commercials. And so it's like a, a cool a Kool Aid Jammers commercial, and, <laughs> and they're they slurping it up, and then they turn into a like a weird metallic 
orb to fly around to get back home fast because they're like, we got to go home because mom's making lunch. And then they do that. And when they get there, they all emerge as a giant amalgam demon monster because they all (laughs) melted into each other to become this weird, like, metallic liquid. (laughs) And then it turns into a giant demon monster and, like, kills some other people. And I'm just like, what is going on? But at the same time, like, that's the exact same energy as this movie. Mm -hmm. Well, that's another thing is I got to keep, you know, sometimes, like I, I said, this isn't a movie I would probably seek out myself for just my own watching yeah pleasure yeah, i feel like if i hadn't read the book i probably would have just ignored the movie right yeah but because i had read the book and enjoyed it i decided to watch the movie and, and enjoyed that as well yeah and that's one thing i gotta keep in mind is like i've also watched you know like freddie wong and cordo digital yeah. things and like one of my favorite videos is called Mexican Standoff. It's with Keen Peel and Freddie Wong. Yeah. <laughs> and that takes a turn real fast. Like at one point, uh, Keegan-Michael Key's character is a gun. He's just straight up a gun. Like, yeah, and... Um, and then like he becomes a blueberry pie or no, something. Peel is a pie. Yeah, Peel is a pie, H. yeah. Blueberries Johnson. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, it... Is, is it? I think it's that one where at the very end they're like, just another wild night in Wizard City. Yeah. And you look up and there's like people flying around on brooms. <laughs> and it like, this is exactly the kind of thing we're talking about where it's just like, it is, it is insane. It is weird. It's just wild. Like someone had this really dumb idea and they rolled with it. Like, honestly, that's the crux of my humor most of the time. Yeah. Because I will make a joke that's not funny and I will commit to it. To, to a fault until it becomes funny. Yeah. And, like, it's just because people are now laughing at me situationally, not the actual joke itself. And so it's, like, it's kind of that same idea where it's, like, let's just make something that's so weird that people can't ignore it. And then eventually, like, it will become – it's just interesting because of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, like, sort of this idea of, like, pursuing the absurd because it's it's fun and interesting to think about and to look at and, and be a part of, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I brought it up a few times, but it, it's just great to see that that absurdity is being more welcomed in modern cinema. And, uh, like, like I said, Everything Everywhere All at Once won seven Academy Awards. And that is a weird movie with hot dog fingers and a, <laughs> and a guy needing to, like I said, they have specific things they got to do to get those powers. Mm-hmm. A guy had to put a, uh, to, had to slam himself onto a butt plug to get powers. It's weird stuff. When I just, when I just talked about it out of context, it's, it's weird. just, it's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, me? it's a weird movie, but like. They are able to tell, like I said, these stories that they want to tell, and they do have these poignant messages, these poignant things, and these these things we think about. Like this movie here, just really had me ponder a lot of these like existential things, you know? Like yeah, that's what I was talking about. Like towards the middle, where they were they were sort of introducing what soy sauce does. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, this is this is giving me like. Arrival vibes. It's giving me limitless vibes. Like well, a lot I, of these other movies that I really enjoy, and I'm sitting there like this. I'm I'm in right now. Like this is this is really cool. Well, and also just like on the real world side of things, it really goes into like the kind of effed up things real drugs can do. Yeah, you know, that, like that too. Like it, it it can be like if you look at it that way, it can be like an allegory for certain things like that. You know, like, I there there was one part that I actually really enjoyed um and maybe not enjoyed is the right word i appreciated yeah that's better 
Um, and it was it was where um, he was first going to John's house, and he just thought John was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have an experience where um, Allie was on some new medication to help her sleep. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is you have to take it, and then you have to go to sleep. She took it, didn't go to sleep, and then called me at one in the morning talking about the dancing people and the lights <laughs> in her kitchen. And I had like a 15-minute conversation with her on the phone, and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. I was like legitimately afraid for her. I was like, I drove from my house in like Harriman, like 30 minutes to where she, her apartment was, to make sure she was okay. And I spent the night there because I was like, I, are you going, <laughs> like, what's happening? Turns out it was just because she was hallucinating because she didn't, she took the, the medication, which like kind of put her brain to sleep. Yeah. And then didn't actually fall asleep. And so she was like sleepwalking pretty much. Sure. And, and, oh, it stresses me out. Allie will, um, she, there's this one lady on TikTok she would watch all the time who, who has, who sleepwalks a lot. Yeah. And they'll stress me out so bad because <laughs> she just gets up. And she like pulls things out of the fridge. And the, the worst part is she will leave her house. She will walk out the front door like wearing just a night robe in the winter. <laughs> and just like leave. And her husband has to go find her in the middle of the winter. And that's the wild thing too. Is there's like I like I said with like the allegory with like real drugs and stuff and uh, and you know, not just like street drugs, but just mm. prescription drugs like y- y- your wife had. There's weird stuff that happens with that. You hear all the time all yeah. the weird things people say when they get their wisdom tooth removed, right? Mm. You know, like that's why I have four still, <laughs> and I will until the day they become a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just it's cool, like, to watch these movies and see them embrace all of that. Well, and this is like another slight point. Like, it's it's to kind of go along with the other thing I was saying is. I, I did actually really appreciate the dialogue of the detective. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like he was a very competent, like, a, a, I guess a weirdly grounded character in this yeah, world. I think that's exactly his purpose in the story is yeah. he's like, something really weird's going on. I have no idea how to deal with it. And so the first thing is he tries to get information from Dave and and from John, who turns out dies in the middle of the movie not Not at the end we made you wait we made you wait 46 minutes (laughs) but uh anyway so he's trying to figure out what's going on and he he can't figure it out so then dave escapes from the the police station and goes to the scene of the crime and the detective shows up he's like i have no idea what to do about all of this but i feel like something really bad's happening he 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 says i'm i'm kind of a christian guy i feel like it's hell on earth is what's going on so he's just going to wipe the slate clean Burn down everything and get rid of all the demons. Yeah. And then uh, it turns out that doesn't work, and Dave escapes. And so he comes after them because of uh, the demons have infected someone. And so then he has to try to deal with it. And so then he finally gets the idea that Dave it seems to be trying to help, but it's too late because he's been infected and his eyeballs explode. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then they crash the car. Yeah. <laughs> and to come to think of it, I was like... At first I was like, wait, when did he get infected? But when he goes back into the house with his shotgun, the other guy with the with the hat, I don't remember his name, the one who was infected and was leading him around, yeah. uh, oh, the he's guy who standing kinda, back up yeah. and he just turns to look at him and then that scene ends. Mm-hmm. And it's just well, like, I think he gets infected when, when they show up again at the mall 
and mm-hmm. uh, he shoots that guy. But I think that the the things come out of him. Ah, we don't see him right like there. spores or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like like that setup with the the Jamaican guy at the beginning who and like his whole explanation where he's like I'm going to tell you your dream and tell you what it's about like that whole thing was really really fascinating. It was eerie. Yeah. yeah. No, like there's there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's just like it's actually like really competent. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just surprised with like everything else around it that it was all there. Mm-hmm. And and I did enjoy watching this as strange as it was like <laughs> yeah and like you said it honestly might not be one of those things that i revisit ever like it, it it's just it, like not my movie you know like what i say but like being able to talk with some being able to have someone bring like you derek bring this movie to us to discover it and watch something new is it, it's always a fun thing yeah well, and and I think the bigger takeaway is like this might make me more open to right. considering movies that are just like weird. Well, like or, I was, or uh, sorry, well known. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. Um, like we were discussing earlier, is like we both watched these weird YouTube videos, like Freddie yeah. Wong and stuff like that, and it, it just made me think. I'm like, why well, watch those? Why can't I watch other weird stuff? You know, yeah. like and and like to be fair, the the Freddie Wong stuff isn't even like the weird stuff. No, no, yeah. that's just one that popped into my head. Like mm-hmm. it's just like recently on the sur- I've been getting caught in the weird YouTube like whirlpool that takes yeah. you to the back rooms, and it's just like this. <laughs> crazy like it's mostly like really weird 3d animations yeah where somebody's got like source filmmaker and they're just making like a guy with with duck shoes or, or like he i don't know there it there's it's it's just odd yeah <laughs> and so it's like like derek said embrace the absurdity and sure it may not be for everyone it, it definitely is probably won't <laughs> yeah it, it definitely isn't like if I were to like if someone asked me about this movie, I would probably pre- preface it with being like, "Okay, it's very strange, super super strange." It's it, and it might not be for you, but maybe have an open mind when you watch it. Yeah, there's there's definitely a few movies we've covered where I've been like, "This this isn't for everyone." No, oh, yeah, and that that's the thing about movies is everyone has a different opinion, and that's kind of what our whole thing is: is we're like, no one's wrong. Yeah. And and again, that's why movies like this are important. Yeah, and, because and like I said, like I always preface with like if I ever mention, you know, we don't want to do a lot of negativity around here. But like I mentioned earlier, I'm not the biggest fan of the Joker movie. It's not one I like personally. But if you like it and you find more things, great. I want to have that conversation. I want you to tell me exactly what you got from it. And if you did find those things from it, that's amazing. Yeah. And that's because the reason why we have to do that is because we're doing the reverse. Mm-hmm. We're finding movies that other people might not like. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, this is good. Yeah. And, and so if you find something that we might not like and you say this is good, then I have to be like, all right, I believe you. Right. And like, obviously, we've covered a lot of, you know, like movies that are generally liked. Yeah. But like, we kind of dig into it's like, why is that? You know, why are these liked? And then the yeah. ones that we cover that maybe aren't as well known, we're like, why haven't these been as popular? And, yeah. you know, things like that. And just we, we find the good. And, you know, that can be a little, uh, I don't know what the word is, but like, you know, some people could think, oh, you're just, lo- you're, you're not even uh, looking at the bad. You're not discussing it. And it's like, that's oh, not. No, there's the, definitely yeah. times where we've discussed things with, that yeah. we have problems with. 
but I like think of a few that I've brought up personally. I think the like, main thing is is we don't want to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because there's there's so many people who do. Yeah, especially with specifically with movies. Well, and that's not a way I think you should absorb content. You shouldn't go into it. Okay, what's bad? Yeah, it's 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 not. What am I gonna hate about this movie? It's what am I gonna enjoy about this movie? Right. Because if I spent two hours of my time and like fifteen dollars at a movie theater to go watch a movie. I might as well get something out of it. And especially that, too. It's like, the point, uh, like, what's the point of, like, completely just ragging on a movie? Especially if you're, like, an internet persona. You know, you have, like, shows or something that you talk about all these things, and you're just ragging on a movie, and someone stumbles upon it who really loves that movie. Oh, yeah. There's so many times I have been made to feel bad about enjoying something that I just enjoyed. Yeah. Just because it's, like... Someone else didn't like it, and they said it louder than I did. Like, yeah, and it, it's not just that they didn't like it because that's fine. If someone says like, "Oh, I didn't like that movie. It's not for me." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And if they want to have a conversation, fine. If they don't, but it's when they make you feel bad for liking what you like. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you shouldn't like this. It's unequivocally bad. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought this, Derek, because this is this is probably one of those movies that someone might say that about. You yeah. know, like like. This is bad. You shouldn't like this. And it's like, why? Do you have any closing things, closing thoughts about this movie? Yeah, is there, there anything else we we didn't give you an opportunity to get to that you want to talk about? Um, I did want to talk about. Uh, I made one note, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, it's about uh, at the end of this movie. For people who haven't actually seen it, uh, he talks to a a reporter to try to tell his story. Yeah. That's kind of the whole framing device for the whole thing. And at the end, because uh, it turns out ghosts appear how you imagine them. Yeah, that's that's something they kind of alluded to at the beginning Yeah, with the, the one the girl. The first girl that, that appears, it turns out to be a ghost, and both John and Dave are seeing her differently because they're just imagining what she looks like. Yeah. So at the very end, it Holy turns crap, out... I just got that. I just got... Because I was confused at the beginning <laughs> of like, wait, why is he seeing her... Okay, I, I get that now. Like, yeah. yeah, so at the very end, it turns out the reporter he's been talking to the whole time is also a ghost. And he's imagining uh, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. But it turns out uh, the real guy is supposed to be a black man. And so at the very beginning, they actually allude to this with a line that Dave says to him. He says, I never knew my real dad. And he's he's like, you know, anybody could be my dad. You could be my dad. And the guy's like, you know, I, I don't think so. Yeah, and he said it so like like you, you probably look at me. Yeah, you probably yeah. wouldn't really notice it on their first watch. And I don't think I did because I just noticed it this time on my third or fourth watch. And I was like, huh, that makes a lot more sense once you've seen the end. <laughs> yeah, when when he knows, he's like, yeah, there's pretty much no way I could be your father. Like, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's very interesting. We've talked. Uh, that's another thing we've talked about a lot is like seeing the like re- rewatching movies really benefits. Like yeah, these even type if of things. even like, if it's not a movie where it's like the new Christopher Nolan movie that's yeah. like like you got to watch it like thirty five and a half times to figure out all the different things that are going on. Mm-hmm. It's just like sometimes you rewatch a movie and you're like, oh, that's clever. Yeah, mm-hmm. like or like I never noticed that before. Th- this yeah, movie does a it, like again those those competent like. Like really surprisingly well done things mm-hmm. is it does a lot of foreshadowing, yeah, and a lot of setting up, and and then paying it off later. So and I feel like there's yeah. one other thing I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I just noticed they don't say it out loud. 
I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they sort of just have all the setup for you to mm-hmm. see what's happening, and they just let it speak for itself. Right. And they, and, they uh, trust their audience. That's one thing that Dallin always talks I like about. pointing that out, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what the scenario was, but I think it had to do with, in the trailer park in the middle, uh, the, like one thing that uh, they do show is um, while he's on the soy sauce, he's sort of going through time weirdly. So uh, he ends up going to the factory where the bullet's being made. Oh yeah! Before the guy shoots him, yes, with the bullet. Back. I that was another really cool part. And they don't they don't say anything. They just let you see it happen, and then yeah. just let it first speak we for see, itself. It, I actually commented on it while we were watching it because the whole movie goes to black and white all of a sudden, and I'm mm-hmm. like, why? We, we're all just in black and white now. Do we go to like a parallel dimension? Yeah. Like, is it the past or something? Turns out it was the past. Yeah, because it was him like. Like astral projecting, I guess, yeah, into something. the factory yeah. so that he could, because he's seeing time uh, and, and also like space non-linearly. Mm-hmm. And so he knows which bullet will be in the detective's gun for when he shoots him in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And so he... Uh, he distracts he dis- the, the factory worker so that a fly goes in. And, and messes it up it, it gets squished in there so yeah. that the, the bullet misfires slightly and it has a lot less velocity so it, it actually bounces off his jacket. Yeah. Like, he still gets knocked over, but it doesn't kill him. Yeah. And I was like, that's actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is. And there there was another part where I was like, it kind of the meta thing, the meta-ness of the movie is where he's like, the whole universe is like breaking around him and it's like the atoms and like the makeup the the universe and like he's seeing the internet and it's just and then suddenly he's like yeah but I didn't get to finish that thought because suddenly I was in a different place and it's just like wait uh, what <laughs> <laughs> yeah it has a lot of very interesting ideas and yeah. like oh, I don't know where I'm going with this but <laughs> it, it was it was it was neat yeah it's it's very fascinating to see someone just be like so they're gonna be guessing. Right up until the moment this movie ends, mm-hmm. and even when this movie ends, you're still like, "Man, what, what just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, thank you, Derek, for uh, joining us on this wild adventure. Well, thank you for to be here. confusing us forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's re- really good to see you. I, I haven't seen you in a while, you know, because like Dallin said, we used to live with uh, each other in a big old house with like eight of us, but. Yep. Yeah, that was a wild time. <laughs> Allie and I were telling the story about that recently. We might have to talk about it more at some point on yeah. there if it ever becomes relevant. But um, like, well, basically I, one thing that he says in the movie is uh, the side effects will wear off, but the effects will be with you forever. Yeah. That, right, there you go. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, I think that about wraps it up, right? Yeah. Um, you can find us on. Well, I was gonna say Anchor, but it is no it's longer not called that anymore. It's no longer it's Anchor. Just Spotify for podcasts. Yeah, so, so now can, we can just say Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. Look us, look us up on Facebook. Beyond the review. Yep, I think just, the most recent episode that Dallin has been covering, because he's been going through our backlog, is Suicide Squad, yep. which we talked about a little bit this episode. So go listen to that one. Uh, listen to any other episode. You know, Let us know what your favorite movies are. And you know, as always, remember to watch what you love and to love what you watch. Bye.